It is more of the best of the Cooking in the Dark show. Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can't do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Man, that song just gets me ready. I know. Hey, y'all, before we get into this, I'm taking, I've got some water boiling here, and it is not a repeat, folks. We're sorry for being gone for so long, but we had scheduling conflicts, Easter, winter weather that got in the way up there, and... Gosh, winter weather got in the way down here in Texas, too. It was almost 40 degrees a few days. Didn't like that a bit. Oh, but now we're back so up tough. to our 80s. Oh. Uh, <laughs> went and sucked some crawdads yesterday. It's spring in Texas, baby. We got crawdads. Woohoo! Wow. Gotta like it. But um, I put some eggs into boil because one of the things we're going to make today is a, uh, a cool egg salad. So what I've done with the eggs is I've pricked them, pierced them, and... Now I've put them in a pot of boiling water, and we're going to let them boil for about 10 minutes. So I wanted to get that going so they'd be good and done by the time we get ready to do the recipe on the other side of the show. Before Cheryl and I went on hiatus, we were um, telling you all about how we went and we were looking for a new refrigerator and had purchased one. Well, delivery came and went, and our refrigerator is now discontinued. <gasps> it said it was available, it said it was coming in, and then I get a call from delivery and say, it's, uh, it's discontinued. Oh it's been canceled. Goodness. I'm oh like, my... get out of here. So I call the store. Of course, my salesman's not there. The salesman I'm talking to is totally unhelpful. Mm. Um, and then I ask to speak to the division manager, and he never picks up. Instead, I get a, a salesman back on the phone who, who hadn't been working there that long, and he's trying to help me out. And he, I said, well, man, you guys need to check other stores for a floor model. You need to check the warehouse. Because, folks, I did this for eight years. Right. I worked at that very store. I did this job. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he calls me back. So yeah, they're at the warehouse. Um, I'm gonna blah blah blah. So I'm still thinking we're having a delivery. Nope, no delivery. Discontinued. Finally, now I, I also left a message to talk to the store manager that day. That was a Tuesday. Never heard from her. Called back in. Finally on Friday, and got a. I called and asked. I they've got an, uh, an automated phone-in system. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a real person that answers the phone. So you've got to talk to a computer. I said, you know, what do you want to, who do you want to, what department do you want to be transferred? I said, a manager. You want to speak to a manager? Yes. And it just rang and rang and rang and rang and rang and rang and rang. Nobody picked up. And then it finally just went dead. It disconnected. I called back four times. Never once did a manager pick up. My irritation level is rising, as you can imagine. <laughs> so then I call, get a hold of the department. Again, my salesman's not in. And this time, guess what? The department manager is wanting to talk to me. I'm like, no, he had his opportunity to talk to me. I want to talk to the store manager. She's in conference, or she's, I mean, this was at 2.30 in the afternoon. Never heard back from her either. 
finally the store, you know, the, the department manager calls me and blah, 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 wanting to do this, that, and the other. And anyway, the box we bought was their elite top of the line. And he goes, yeah, come in. We've got these two. We'll substitute one of these. Well, we get in there, and the ones they're wanting to substitute cost less than the one we bought. And he's wanting me to substitute it at the same price. Uh-uh. What are you eating? <laughs> That's bait and switch, man. You can't, you know? Right. No way. No way. So we work. I go, here's, the, here's what I mean. I finally get them to see what, this, you know, what I want. I want the same amount off of the, this one that I got off the other one. Makes sense? Wait, so we wait. work it all out. And it ends up being, it ends up being about 100 bucks or so difference okay and they and this manager what was her name sylvia that finally got over there i don't know what department she was manager of but she wouldn't she wouldn't do it i don't know if she didn't have the authority to she was afraid to didn't i don't know but long story short we're still oh. trying to talk here from the store manager because <laughs> they tried paging her they tried paging my the the department manager who just happened to leave about 10 minutes before we got there hmm. you know and and they knew what time we were coming in because I called and told, I, you know, our salesman was there that day. And I said, look, we're, you know, make sure you tell Chris we're coming in at 4.30. Well, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, really? You know, back in the day, man, when I worked there, you know, and one of the ladies, it was crazy. One of the ladies that still works there worked there when I, in fact, she trained me mm-hmm. back when I started there in 83. You know, we were in customer service again. And I asked her, I go, could you ever imagine Dave Wood, who was the store manager when we worked there, or Clyde Lowry, who was our department manager, not picking up a call or not returning a call to a client, to a customer? And she's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, me either. Wow. That's, it's sad. It's a long way from the way it was back in the day when we were there. But anyway, that's the way, that's the, way the ball bounces. You're going to want to tune in next week because we're going to do, it's springtime, man, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to make some uh, something. I can't tell you what it is. You'll have to tune in next week. How's that? <laughs> but it's a, it, it, I'll give you a hint. There's a dance named after it. Okay? And that's what we're going to make. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, okay. okay it's a hint it's a hint but today man we're going to focus what the show we're doing today is one i wanted to do before easter so if you had those extra easter eggs you could have an idea what to do with them and like i said because of scheduling and weather and then the holidays and this that and the other and uh, we just never our recording schedule got thrown all out of out of whack and then i ended up with gout the one day we were gonna mm, gout gout in my elbow y'all couldn't even move my arm oh terrible can't be cooking when you got gout in your arm it hoit. It hoit. I had to hold my arm up. <laughs> I had a broken wing, said the chicken. <laughs> Went to the doctor. Doc, it hurts when I do that. Well, don't do that. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> That's 100 bucks. Have a good day. <laughs> but Speaking of the doctor, man, this guy went to the doctor because he was feeling ill. And he went to find out what was wrong. And the doctor examined him and examined him. And he goes, oh, man, you've got yellow 24. What's that? He goes, well, all your internal organs are turning yellow and they're deteriorating. You've got about 24 hours left to live. Oh. The dude's floored, shell-shocked, goes home, tells his wife, and she's devastated, and she goes, well, you better come play bingo with me tonight, then. It'll be your last chance. <sighs> okay, he agrees. He hates bingo. Gets there, wins the first game, 100 bucks. Wins the second game, wins the third game, wins the fourth game. The last game is the Super Pot, worth 680 bucks. He wins that. The bingo caller is, wow. Out of all the, man, you've won every, you know, calls him up to the stage and stuff, and you're the luckiest guy we've ever had in here. And he goes, well, not really. He goes, I've got yellow 24. The bingo caller looks at a sheet of paper in his hand. Oh, my gosh, yellow 24, you just won the raffle. (laughs) 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 Take the good with the bad, y'all. Hey, we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. We're going to... 
show you what to do with those leftover Easter eggs. <laughs> Actually, if you still got Easter eggs, throw them out, man. <laughs> Boil some fresh. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We are back. It's so good to be back. Hey, I'm going to fry up some bacon real fast for this recipe, Cheryl. All right. What I've done, like I tell everybody, practice makes perfect. Um, I buy thick sliced bacon. Mm -hmm. That's what I prefer. And in my skillet, I know if I cook it at medium heat and cover it, it takes just about 10 minutes to fry up. So that's how, and I had to play with it a little bit. I practice, you know, okay, cook it for seven, mm, cooked it for 15, ooh, too much. You know, I, I played a little bit, but what I like to do in the mornings is cook me up, if I cook five slices of bacon, that'll make me um, a couple little bacon BLTs, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwiches. But anyway, so what I'm doing, I'm just laying out five strips of bacon in my skillet. I've got it on about medium high heat. I just turned the just heated up the skillet, so it's getting it's warm. In fact, I mean it it's not hot enough where if you touch it you're going to burn yourself. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely if you leave your finger there for a couple seconds, you you'll feel the heat for sure. So I'm laying the bacon in. We've got our eggs boiling. They're almost ready for the second phase of boiling, which is so simple. Let me put my lid on. I put a lid on the bacon. And we just let it do its thing. It's so nice and easy. You'll hear it start sizzling, and it takes just about 10 minutes, and then it's done. Now, Cheryl's wanting me to talk about piercing an egg. Okay, piercing an egg, it, what, basically what that means is you can take a very sharp knife, and you just want to poke a little hole in the shell. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a, a thing. I have an egg slicer with an egg piercer on it, and it's got a little circle that you put the, the tip of the egg in and you press down, it's spring-loaded, and when you press down, there's a little, um, a little metal piece that pierces the egg. Kind of like, uh, you know, for diabetics, when you're testing, you've got that little rubber band thing that you flip and, and it pierces your skin and lets you um, bleed. <laughs> okay. So you can bleed on a test strip. But piercing an egg helps let the air out of the egg. And, it, and it'll help also center your yolk, from what I understand from people. Mm-hmm as your eggs are boiling, in case you're making deviled eggs or something like that. Now, for everybody on the cooking in the dark list, I understand that ACB Radio updated their servers. And when that happened, um, some, of, some ISPs now are blacklisting the uh, ACB Radio list. So from what I understand, Larry, uh, who's kind of in charge of the, the ACB Radio and the ACB list, is looking, looking into getting that corrected. So just be patient and hopefully they will get it corrected and fixed. Otherwise, we may be having to move the list or something, but we don't want to do that. Now, the eggs, there's probably, gosh, Cheryl, remember when I did that on the list? Ask everybody, how do you boil an egg? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do it again, I swear. <laughs> that was nuts, man. We had about 6,000 responses, I bet. Well, I exaggerate, only 5,800. <laughs> it, it certainly felt like it, yes. But there were so many different ways. The way I was always taught was you boil the eggs for 10 minutes, then you turn them off and cover them and let them stand for about another 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's the way I've always done it. Other people, you know, they wait till the water's boiling and they boil them for seven minutes and then they, 
take them off the heat and let them stand for 15 minutes or blah blah you know there's so many ways basically with an egg you don't want to overboil it because if you overboil it it is a booger to peel and that's when you'll know you overboiled it when they're hard to peel but um i digress okay we've got our eggs boiling i'm going to turn them off and cover them cheryl why don't you read us this recipe um, this is a great little twist on just a, instead of a regular egg salad. Oh, I love egg salad, chicken salad, and mm, all that stuff. But this is a great little twist on that. You need five eggs hard-boiled, one can of Rotel tomatoes drained, quarter cup of mayonnaise, a quarter cup of Creole mustard or spicy brown mustard, salt and pepper, ooh, hot sauce or white pepper to taste, five, the, imp- the important ingredient, I'm like, where's the bacon? Five slices bacon uh, cooked and crumbled. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's funny. You read that recipe and there's one thing that jumps out at you and I read it and there's one thing that jumps out at me. What's that? For you, it was the bacon. Yes. For me, it was the white pepper. (laughs) Oh, I did notice that too. I'm like hot sauce and and or white pepper. Woo. I'm in. That sounds good (laughs) to me. White pepper's great, y'all, because it'll kind of be quote unquote hidden, you know? You won't be able to see it. Skylar, when she was little, whenever I would cook and use black pepper, she would kind of avoid eating it hmm. because she should see the pepper. And then I started using white pepper. She couldn't see it, didn't know it was there, and and away we went. <laughs> That's nice. So it wasn't that she was anti-spicy. It was just seeing the spicy. That the was... only thing I've made that she would did not eat was when I um, did the salmon in the dishwasher, when I poached the salmon in the dishwasher. <laughs> She's like, uh-uh. <laughs> Smart kid. She's like, I've had, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going there, man. But actually, all that came out great. You just wrap it up, double wrap it in foil. Mm-hmm. I mean, season it with your dill or whatever you want to season it with, butter and such. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, wrap it in foil. I wrapped it in foil once. And then I wrapped it the opposite way so that where, um, you know, where the one fold was on the, on the foil... That was then on the solid piece of the second piece of foil, and the, the fold was on. Anyway, double wrapped it, and you wrap it kind of loosely, put it in the top rack of your dishwasher, and you can run dishes. I mean, but I'm, I ran a load of dishes and cooked dinner at the same time, man, and it poached it. Now, in the same recipes I had heard where you could do corn on the cob, potatoes, uh, they, didn't, they, uh, they didn't cook oh, that well. Oh, they didn't well. cook that well? No, no, don't go there. But the fish poached up really nice. That was, that was very good, actually. <laughs> uh-uh, ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. Okay, I've got my Rotels here. I'm going to drain those real fast. And Rotel tomatoes, y'all, are just a can of... Um, it's tomatoes with diced chilies and onions. These okay. come in different temperatures. Mild, regular, hot, extra hot. And I'll tell you what, even the hot and extra hot are pretty daggum hot. Hmm. Let me get my canned colander here, Cheryl. I'll just tip this over and... We'll just let this drain out. Very nice, very nice. Hey, here's a little hint for next week's show. It also, it's named what we're going to be making. There is a dance with the same name, or maybe a type of dance. Hmm, type I'll have to think dance. about that. Type of dance, yeah. A type of dance, okay. And there's also, um, we could use what I've got in my hand right now, the Rotel tomatoes. Mm-hmm. We could actually use that in, in one of the recipes if we wanted to. So everybody's like, mmm, I don't hear any light bulbs clicking on yet. All right, our bacon's frying up here. I can hear it. Well, y'all hear it sizzling? 
Oh, yes, right yes, away. yes. Uh-huh. And with the lid on, bacon, y'all, you do not have to flip it. It's so it's such a thin meat that as it's frying, you don't have to flip it. Just let it do its thing. Our eggs are chilling out over here. I think what we're going to do is take a little break, Cheryl. Okay. And then we're going to come back and start putting this all together. And for serving this, mm, I picked up some sourdough bread. I think egg salad on sourdough bread. I love sourdough bread. We're going to take a little break, y'all. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. We're making a bacon, tomato, and egg salad today. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. Welcome back to more Cooking in the Dark. Cooking in the Dark. And it's a real show. It's not a repeat. Hooray! <laughs> I know, man. I just come and stand in the studio and just stand here. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, come on. Ho, ho, ho. I was missing it, missing it, missing it. <laughs> I got to tell you all, man, at Easter, oh my gosh. Um, my sister-in-law made, you know, she took, they took care, and my brother-in-law, they took care of the, the main and, um, you know, the sides for mm-hmm. Easter dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just wanted everybody to bring a dessert. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make my strawberry angel food cake. Mm-hmm. Boy, that flopped. Uh-uh. Then I thought, okay, I'm also going to make a, um, a lemon cheesecake pie. That didn't happen. Oh gosh, I was. It's 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 actually you take like lemon jello, right, or whatever flavored jello you want, and you mix it up with cream cheese and and sour cream, da da da, da and then you just throw it. It's easy to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Candace and I are in there trying to get this all thrown together, and she's helping me and stuff. And the the strawberry margarita cake, I mean, it came out great. It's an angel food cake mix, and you use strawberry um, margarita mix or mm-hmm. daiquiri mix, you know, the non-alcoholic instead of the water, and it came mm-hmm. out great. And then mm-hmm. I was making the icing, and oh my gosh, it. Flopped. It was late. We didn't have, you know, I didn't want to go to the grocery store and get new ingredients and everything. So, okay, well, I'll do this. Well, I had the bowl of Jello sitting there. It was our last box of Jello, <laughs> and somehow I moved the mixer, and the cord of the mixer was wrapped around the bowl, right in the floor. <laughs> no oh, more Jello. No. Oh man! And the bowl landed right side up. Cool. But as soon as it hit, kaboom! All that Jello mixture just went flying. You know? Oh my goodness! Craziness, wow. craziness. Okay, hey y'all. I'm gonna take the bacon out. Now check this out. Let me find my. My special tongs. They're 12 inches long, and they're silicone coated. So they've got silicone on the ends, you know, where the tong is. And you can go into, like, your Teflon coated or your Santa print, you know, or not Santa print, but um, in any of your cookware, you know, that's coated with with a a nonstick coating. Mm -hmm. And and, um, not damage them like with regular metal metal tongs. These things are great. They've got a little locking mechanism on one end. You pull out this little hanging tab and it locks them closed. Push it in and they spring open ready for action. I've got a paper plate in my hand. I'm going to line it with a couple pieces of paper towel because it's like a half half sheet of paper towel. Oh, okay. So if you want a whole sheet, pull off two of them. If you want a half of one, just pull off a half. Works out great. But now I'm taking my tongs Ba-ding! Got them sprung open, and I'm starting at 6 o'clock on the skillet, and what I'm going to do is just, with one side of the tong, I kind of hold the other side up, you know, the side that's away from me at pointing to 12 o'clock, I've got it held up, I've got the 6 o'clock one down in the skillet, and I slide it all the way across to almost 12 o'clock, and then I slide in the tong at the top there, and look at that, I grabbed all the bacon in one shot, I'm just plopping it right here on the plate, and we'll set this off to the side, let it cool, and then we'll come back and put it in with our stuff. Woo, woo, woo. 
Now remember, bacon will crisp up. It'll continue cooking for a little bit when it comes out. Mm -hmm. And if it's not crispy enough, fire it back up or throw it in your microwave for a couple minutes, whatever you want to do. Let me put the lid back on our skillet here with the hot grease. Move that to the back of the stove so I don't accidentally hit it. And who did that once, man. Hot grease on the legs is not good. Okay. <laughs> I was getting out of the way of the cast iron skillet. That thing was flying off. Oh. Okay, I've got the... Um, pot that we boiled the eggs in. It's actually a two and a half quart saucepan, but I've, I'm just running cold water into it. Let me go ahead and dump what's in there out. This will help. Kind of holding the eggs. You want to run some cold water in there because you definitely don't want to reach your hand in boiling water. Ouch. No, that's, that's about, bad too. It's about 212 degrees. That Aww. will make you do a dance. <laughs> you say a couple bad words <laughs> that you wouldn't say in front of your preacher. Okay. They're kind of cool now. So here, I've got just a little bit of water running, trickling down. To peel an egg, y'all, break both ends. Here we go. Let me turn the water off so you can hear that. I broke both ends against the edge of the inside of the sink. Then you just roll it. You hear it crunching? And then once it's there, your shell, once you get the shell crushed all the way around, it, the shell just peels right off. You know that old thing? Hey, have you ever peeled a... Uh, Egg in one piece? Yep. Sure have. Once in a while that happens, but I don't know. I'm just excited when there aren't any egg pieces stuck to the egg. <laughs> but it, oh, all, I see. it all comes off. I'm like, woof, all right, got it. <laughs> okay, you need to try this technique. You might be boiling your eggs too long. I, I might, probably. Cause I'm yeah, I found with the egg, when the, when the, when it kinda, when the shell kind of sticks to the egg, Mm-hmm. That's kind of when they've been overcooked. Kind of like, uh, you know, crawdads, man. You're supposed to be able to twist the head off, grab the end of the meat out of the tail, and then squeeze the bottom of the tail. Mm -hmm. And it kind of pushes the meat up out of the tail, and then it pops right out. But if they've been overcooked, or, man, if you ever had crab somewhere, crab legs, mm -hmm. and you've got to sit there and dig the meat out, oh, that's a nightmare. And that's just because they just were overcooked. It causes them kind of stick to the shell. Right. But, <gasps> crawdads in Texas, hooray. Love some crawdads. I always said if Texas succeeds from the Union, we got to take Louisiana with us. Oh, oh you mean... Boudin, yeah, yeah, yeah. crawdads, alligator. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Okay, I got almost all six of these here peeled. Called for five. I did an extra one. I got this good-looking blonde in the studio today that I'm kind of excited that's here. That can only be your wife. I'm positive. I know it is. <laughs> Best looking blonde in the world, if you ask me. Best looking... <laughs> anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> I tell her that, and she does like you. Just rolls her eyes. <sighs> <laughs> now, need to dice up our eggs here. So, I'm pulling out my egg slicer. I'm kind of lazy. I mean, I could sit here and chop them all up. You know? Right. One at a time. Oh, Cheryl, the bacon's sitting right here. It's within about three feet of you. I better move it. Yeah, you should. You should. Now, this particular egg slicer, it's a five-in-one egg slicer. It will um, slice eggs in half long ways, like for deviled eggs. It'll slice them in half and in quarters. It will also slice them. Like in a star pattern, you can put it up there, you know, standing up, and it'll slice them into wedges. It'll also just slice them into small slices. 
And the way the slicing blades are, if you select to, to go slice them into slices, it has one that runs the length of the egg, and it has another cutter that goes across the egg. Oh, okay. So once I can run this through both ways, then it will um, just slice them right up. Now, if you have just a regular egg slicer, here's what you can do. Slice it one way, lift your egg up and out, and then turn the egg perpendicular to the way you just sliced it and slice it again and then just dump it right in your bowl okay ta-da now if you don't have an egg slicer here's the old-fashioned way use a knife just slice it across and then slice it just kinda chop it up lengthwise and it's okay if you get some if you get some bigger hunks in there that's cool little chewy pieces that's excellent wow that's cool my egg yolk is right in there these would have been beautiful deviled eggs would have been should have been but <laughs> they're not now let me tell you something else we did that we did work out successfully for us when we went up to my brother-in-law's we made colored deviled eggs for Easter Wow. You make, you do your eggs just like you normally would, okay? Cut them in half, pull the yolks out, then you take those halves and put them in your egg dye. That makes sense. Now you can use food coloring and just use a, a little, like a, a half of a teaspoon of uh, vinegar and you know, in a few squirts, a couple, two shots, two, three shots of your food coloring. Of course, the more food coloring you use, the stronger the color will be. And then about a, um, about a half a cup of water. And then you just drop your slices in, let them sit in there for a little bit, and they get colored. It was really cool. I was thinking to myself, man, I've got to remember this for when we do Dr. Seuss. That'll, that'll be you fun. Yeah. That sounds like something Dr. Seuss would do. Okay, I chopped these up. I've got them on my flexible chopping mats. I just folded the two edges of my chopping mats together, and voila. They are right in the bowl. Chopping mats are, gosh, I love them, girl. They're they one of the best nice. things. Okay, now we're going to go ahead and add in, we need a quarter cup of mayo. Now, mayo, sometimes the opening's a little small, so you can do a couple things. If your measuring cup won't fit in there, you can use measuring spoons, okay? And... What you need to remember is two tablespoons equals an eighth of a cup. Hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we need four tablespoons of mayo. And how much um, spicy mustard? One tablespoon Creole spicy brown mustard. Excellent. Yeah. It's one tablespoon Creole mustard or... Spicy brown mustard. Little gray poupon will do. Yep. I think this is going to be a slight a a, a, a egg salad with a bit of a kick. Yeah. <laughs> you take a bite, you'll go whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of right up my right up my alley, man. And it's going to be delicious. Did you say you're serving this on sourdough bread? Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh. 
And wait till you see what we do to the sourdough. Uh oh, uh oh. It's even better. Okay, we've got our brown mustard in. I'm going to add about a teaspoon, maybe even just half a teaspoon first of white pepper. Mm-hmm. This white pepper will turn it up. This stuff is excellent for for that weather you guys were having. It'll melt snow. <laughs> Make old man winter blow up and go go away. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and stir this up. Get our egg and our mayo, our mustard and our white pepper kind of mixed in together. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to add the Rotel tomatoes. Right. Which which are drained, right? Yes, they are drained. All right. And I'm going to drain them one more time because there's just a little more liquid in there. Right. Because with the mayo and the mustard in there, you might want to add an extra egg, y'all. Oh, is your egg getting it's lost? A little, well, it's a little, um, it's a little wet. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's egg solid. Well, the Rotel tomato will take some of that moisture, I think. Yeah, that's why you want to make sure they're, they're drained really well. Right. Which is kind of crazy. After you dump them in, they're it's a ten ounce can, but it's less than half the can once they're drained and sitting kind of stuck in the bottom there. Oh, that's funny. And let me get my uh, kitchen shears. We're gonna chop up our bacon. I prefer to use my scissors when I do that with bacon, as opposed to putting it on a cutting board and using a knife because. I have a knack, kind of like Cheryl, of eating a piece of bacon. One for the recipe, two for Dale, one for the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> now, one thing you can do after you do this, after you get this all together, if you have time, mm-hmm. go ahead and put it in a fridge and just let it chill. Oh, that's a good idea. Let the flavors kind of meld together. Yep. If you're using scissors for the first time, chopping like this, cutting your bacon up, you might want to... Um, cut it over a bowl right instead of over I'm just going right into the the eggs because I've done it a few times but that way you can kind of get a a handle on how big it is how big your pieces are you know you don't Mm -hmm. want big hunks but at the same time you don't want it to be so small you can't see it right that it's invisible which means it will be very hard to taste bacon in here no oh my (laughs) Like, well, we sort of passed the bacon through the dressing. (laughs) (laughs) That liquid you see collected at the bottom, that was the bacon. (laughs) Okay, just kind of chopping these down, y'all. As we're going, as we're going. They are, um, we're out of Omnis, I believe, finally. The ID made Omnis. Mm -hmm. I think they finally sold out of those. Wow. They still have some summits left, right. you know, that replace the, the Omni. Mm-hmm. And then the, the ID Make Quest replace that. Do you know, I was listening to a story a few days ago about um, how much salt and sugar and fat we're all consuming, even when we think we're eating healthy stuff. 
I mean, you'd have to like get somebody cited to read you the ingredients all the time. Yes. And this. And you know, one thing that blew me away was the amount of sodium in beef broth. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was like, holy cow! So, I mean, I if you can find low sodium beef broth, it, it's very hard to find. But I usually get that, or if I use beef broth, I'll cut it in half and add, you know, red wine. To make up the difference, but yeah, that that was it's, it's amazing how much stuff is in the foods we're eating, yeah. and even children now, they're saying that even kids' foods are just full of it's full of sugar sodium. and salt, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I I've been buying for my um, after school group, I've been buying these granola bars, thinking oh they've got to have been better than the cookies, and maybe they are because I haven't checked the cookies. But I just looked at. I just sat down. They, they aren't much better, huh? <laughs> Thirteen grams of sugar in one little granola bar. No wonder they like them. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, remember fruit roll-ups? They're like, ooh, fruit. It's fruit. No, it's not. It's like pure out sugar. <laughs> yeah. May as well just give them one of those little starburst candies. Here you go. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have to like keep looking because. I was just like, that is insane. I'm trying, you know. Yeah, we're but talking. that is a lot of that prepackaged stuff. My goodness, it's loaded up with all kinds of stuff. It's not very good for you. And when I can't pronounce something, I don't know what I want that. <laughs> okay, y'all, I'm just mixing up our egg salad here. All right. I'm going to take this, y'all, and we're going to throw it in the fridge. We're going to take a little break. And we're going to come back on the other side, and I'm going to put this together and uh, let you all taste something delicious. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all, we are back. I stuck a little taste of this concoction. And I must tell you, uh, it is quite good. <laughs> In fact, it is very good. I like it. I like it. I like it. So here's what I want to do. I want to toast our sourdough bread. So let me open up our loaf of bread here. <sighs> sourdough bread. Now, sourdough is in a bag, and then it's wrapped up in an, some more plastic wrap. It has to be contained from the other breads, because it's sour. It's just got a bad attitude. <laughs> so let me tear that open. Now, when you open it up, be careful not to, you know, you don't want to take all that plastic off. Or you're going to have a heck of a time getting it back in your baggie. Your baggie? I said in your baggie. Now I'm going to butter this bread on two sides. And I've got my cast iron skillet heating up. In fact, I'm going to put just a little bit of butter in the skillet. And then I'm going to bring the heat down a little bit. I've got it on high right now. Once that butter starts to melt, then I'll turn the heat down until I'm ready to put the bread in. What my goal is here, y'all, is to just lightly toast each side, kind of like you would be doing for a 
grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, so mm. instead of just popping it into your toaster, you could do it this way too. Yeah, I kind of what what my goal is is to keep the inside of the bread a little softer. Okay. Toast the outside, mm-hmm. and that way it'll help hold the egg salad. You know. Okay. I was afraid if we if we toasted both sides, when you bit down on it, you know the egg salad would go shooting out the sides. Yeah. Get kind of squished out instead of um, toasting. I mean, instead of coming in your mouth. Mm. end up all over your floor and then your guide dog gets it (laughs) it seems like a very selfish attitude not to want to share this with your guide dog oh yeah my guide (laughs) dog gets enough (laughs) he's learned the routine man unfortunately i try to keep him from it but you know he is a, a labrador okay now to butter i just put a little bit of butter on my knife and i start at one end of the bread and i just kind of spread down and i kind of use a motion that goes out to the edges. I go straight down the bread one time, and then I'll go from the middle out to the edges. And you can kind of feel with your knife. Again, practice, y'all. Do this a few times. Um, peanut butter works great for learning how to butter because it, it sticks to the knife a little bit better, and it's got a really great tactile sense. You can feel where the peanut butter is versus where it's a dry bread or dry cracker or whatever, you know, if you're spreading it on there. Like right now, I can feel, yeah, we've got good butter there. Sometimes people will plop a, a glob in the middle of their bread and then just slowly work it out to the edges. That's another great option. But again, don't you think, Cheryl, one of the best things to do is practice? Absolutely. It's the only and way then, you get comfortable with almost everything and certainly with cooking. Because not only do you get comfortable with like what you're doing, but I think you, get, you start to get a sense of like what spices work well and how long it really takes to cook something on your stove and in your oven so yeah ah, and be yeah. cognizant of what you're doing but i just threw the bread into the skillet we're going to let it sit in there just for uh, about three or four minutes kind of let it sizzle up ho, 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 ho. i'm getting excited cheryl i'm hungry <laughs> the band may not get any of this today nah we made another batch <laughs> And the God, people in the take front care were, of my peeps, man. Yeah, everybody's like, huh? <laughs> the ticket said we might get to eat, man. <laughs> I was going to say, the people in the front were horrified. You're like, what? You're not feeding the Ben? You're not feeding us? What's that all about? The only way you get to eat is if you stop at the cafe on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> go to Luby's. <laughs> Did you go to McDonald's? Sorry. <laughs> hey, while we're waiting, why don't you um, Should we read, read that this recipe? recipe? Absolutely. Here we go. Five eggs, hard-boiled. Five slices of bacon, cooked and crumbled. Notice I remembered it this time. One can of Rotel tomatoes drained. You want to do that as thoroughly as possible. With the Rotel, y'all, there's different heats, I guess. Um, There's a mild, there's a regular, uh, there's a hot, an extra hot. Mm -hmm. And it usually comes in, it's about a 10, I think a 10-ounce can. Can I continue? Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, you know me. I got a busted. All right. Here. Can't so, be quiet I'll, for very long. I'll just say it again. One can Rotel tomatoes. Okay. A quarter cup of beans. Tomatoes, you know, they come in different. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare, nightmare now. <laughs> a quarter cup of mayonnaise. One tablespoon Creole 
uh, mustard or spicy brown mustard, salt and pepper, hot sauce, or white pepper to taste. And that's all you need to do this. That's it. And again, the white pepper, um, I kind of prefer the white pepper because you're going to have a, a beautiful colors. You're going to have the yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mustard and mayo mixture is kind of be a yellowish brown. You're going to have the bright yellow of the egg yolk, the white of the egg, kind of the orange of the tomato in there, uh, the bacon, you know, kind of the brown of that. So you're going to have some great color in there. If you have some fresh cilantro, put some of that in. That'll make it even better. Just uh, maybe about, you know, a couple sprigs of that. Pull the leaves off and chop that up nicely. I just love cilantro. So do I. Senor Cummings is not too crazy about it. But okay. I, I hear cilantro is one of those things that people either like or because they taste good to them or they don't like it because it tastes really horribly. To, or to I love them. the smell. It's such yeah. a peppery smell. I mean, you could definitely tell if it's basil or what by just whew, just by the whiff of the cilantro. In fact, I think we might have some of that, so I'll throw that in there. Okay, I was just checking our bread here. We're toasting up pretty quickly, pretty good. And you want to, uh, I'm using a cast iron skillet, so as soon as I put the bread in, I let it go for just a couple seconds, and then I slid my spatula under it just to make sure we weren't sticking. Ooh, that piece is perfect. And how many slices of bread are you doing at the same time? Just one, or? I'm doing two. Okay. And I've got a, it's a 10-inch cast iron skillet, and two fits in there very nicely. Let me sp um, spoon out some of our mixture here. And what I'm doing is I'm just putting a spoonful down. I'm using a, uh, a regular, you know, tablespoon, kind of putting a spoonful down, and then I'm kind of trying to put it in the middle of the bread, and then just spreading it out to the edges. Now, if you want to add a slice of cheese or put, mix in some, ooh, some Parmesan cheese, some fresh grated Parmesan would be great in this, too. Hmm. There's just so many. That's the thing that's great. If you do a recipe once and then start thinking, hmm, I might add this next time or add that or put in a little bit of this, you know, makes it all the better. So I put a layer of our egg salad. It's probably maybe about a half an inch thick or so. Mm -hmm. Not super thick, not super thin. Let me check our other piece of bread. What I'm doing to check it, I'm just kind of feeling the texture. And I want the texture to be just kind of a toasted texture, kind of a, kind of a, a firm, but a firm feel to where when you kind of press on it, um, it feels a little bit crusty. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a nice golden brown. And then the inside is nice and soft. Okay. We put this on top. Then we're going to cut this into um, some finger sizes. Okay. Let me turn the skillet off. We'll be toasting some more bread up here in a minute for everybody. But this is for me and Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> It's our reward for being back. It's uh, our, our tribute. Tribute for being back. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do, Cheryl. I'm going to cut this in a, in a couple 45s. I could cut it in half, you know, straight top to bottom on the bread. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, hmm, I'm going to cut it into wedges, so to speak. Slanted would be nice. Yeah, slanted. And it's going to be kind of a... So I'm just kind of laying the knife across the bread at each angle, kind of holding it down and slicing through it. Let me come this way. Then I'm also going to go top to bottom, right in the middle, and that'll, there we go. All right, so now we've got six little sandwiches. Mm -hmm. 
That's it, y'all. Cooking in the dark. We're going to have to go because I got to eat. <laughs> but this was a great little variation of just regular egg salad. It was pretty quick and easy. No fuss, no muss, and it's so delicious. This recipe will double easily also. So instead of using five eggs, go ahead and do a dozen. Ten, yeah. And just make it all up, and then you'll have it. I love when I do chicken salad or tuna salad, I'll make a bunch so it's there, you know? So it's great for, especially in the summertime, nothing like a nice, cool, cold chicken salad or tuna fish salad sandwich, you know? When it's hot outside, big old glass of tea, lemonade, mm-mm-mm. All right, y'all. She's Cheryl Cummings. I'm Dale Campbell. This is Cooking in the Dark. We will be back next week. And remember the hints. It's a, a not a dance. What I say? It's it's a type of dance. Dance, yeah. Uh huh. And Rotel tomatoes could be used in it. Keep guessing. We'll see you next week. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Again.